Thanks uh, for coming out, everyone, on a rainy night. We didn't expect many people, but all right, thank you. Um, you didn't expect. Am I unplugged? Are you fucking this shit up? <laughs> no, the wires don't even go that way. I'm sorry for accusing you. Um, Nick, how are we looking on the levels, my dude? Looks okay. Uh, he's our sound guy now. He doesn't do comedy anymore. He's just been a, he's just the handyman and sound guy. Getting really into gear these. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was telling us a story about. Um, fuck, dude, my shit keeps cutting. That's out. not my fault. Dude, Someone else just, said that. So. It's you, bitch. I, uh, um, th this is my gear section over here. So next gear corner. On that side of the stage. Yeah, not my problem. <laughs> here's here's what a a, a non feeling non non empathetic human being Nick is. Um, we were, somebody was telling a story about their bike getting stolen. And yeah, the guy just came up and he sawed right through my... I had this huge lock and Nick's like, yeah, Milwaukee makes pretty good miter saw. Probably does that pretty good. No, uh, it wasn't a miter saw. Whatever the fuck you said. It I don't know the tool. Either way, that was your hacksaw. response. This man is opening up to you and you're like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm helping him with the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm presenting evidence. There wasn't a like moment of sympathy. Would. There wasn't even a sigh. There wasn't even a, oh, that sucks, man. No, you step immediately. one, figure out the gear. Step two, arrest the first black guy you see. <laughs> case closed. That's the rule. Yeah, yeah, that's right. that's the rule. Uh-oh. So I'm, I'm redoing... <laughs> another, you're going, you're going. I'm redoing the night of, and it's going to be one episode... And uh, and they they just let Nas go and immediately arrest those black guys. That's the new version of that. Buddy, my brother's tools. Yeah, it was Buddy, wasn't it? Was it? Buddy from the Wire. I got in an argument. He's gotten a lot that. of uh, a lot of work out of that one character. You uh, mad at the Wire, dude? No, I'm not mad. Don't at the come wire. at the Wire, I'm bitch. Talking, you were handling a microphone issue and then you missed the setup for this riff. Yeah. We're talking that's about Bodie. That's he plays that one guy. Yeah, he spits through his teeth in the wire. That's his big. That's thing. a good move, dude. Yeah, just a little. That's cool. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah, like you can. I got a nice gap. You do. It's nice, huh? That's you, cool. you straight teeth, my friend. Used here. to say that means you're gonna be rich. Is yeah. that a thing? He's right. I've been embezzling all the funds <laughs> because you can suck dick through it for cash. That's a real little ass dick, dude. That I get through my teeth. Well, that's why they pay so much money. Buy those blowjobs. Get a normal, regular blowjob like a normal human being. You gotta get Stav's uh, tiny tooth special. That's true. I, if, you, if anybody here has a one millimeter dick, I will suck it. That is my promise to you. As a podcaster, that's the podcaster's oath. Yeah, you have to do it. It comes along with the five dollars a month on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the fine print. There's a sex work clause. <laughs> if you have I think that's actually a Stanhope thing, isn't it? If you have a tiny dick, I'll suck it. No, that's uh, not what it is. Sorry. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, oh it's oh, us, guys. Yo, a little dick guy is working the lights. He's happy about that. Oh. <laughs> He's going to get a free uh, blowjob. Again, that is not my gear. I'm not the nice guy. <laughs> to clarify. Let's try it up here. So, uh, what's going on, boys? Oh, you know what? I found out some funny information about Adam and how he fucks. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a concave chest, which yes, you all discussed. Yeah, I know. Uh, it goes in like a little bitch. Yeah, like this. Yeah. You can feel it. <laughs> and apparently, when you fuck Adam, it makes like suction cup noise. Yes. Because <laughs> he's so not no, good. He's so... Who told you He's that? so true. not good at fucking and being a man that it just sucks. It's just like, it's just like a... Like a little troll dog. You make fart noises on your chest? No. Well, I would have killed it in elementary school if I had that ability. We had a friend uh, who had a 
terrible concave, like worse than mine. It went in like five inches. And we were at camp, and we stole milk and cereal from the cafeteria, <laughs> and we made him eat it. <laughs> you made that guy do tricks body shots with himself? You made him just... Yeah, I feel bad about it. He's my street magician friend. He's a line freak. What a bitch you have to be to get bullied by other concave chest kids <laughs> into doing even bitcher, His more bitch chest concave. was worse. He had a worse concave chest. Where were you on the concave chest totem pole? Were you middle? There's no way you were the top. I was like just like better at being in the closet about it, so uh, I bully the other gay kid. You were stuff or the other concave whatever. <laughs> I was one of those. I was one of those. But yeah, it's really disgusting and terrible. It's my only really physical imperfection, though. So I am mean, pretty much perfect otherwise. What you profile view when you say that? A visual bit, his nose. I'm being anti Semitic. Oh, the nose? Well, there's no bump, so it's fine. That is good. It's straight. It's big and straight, so it's fine, right? My father, satellite dish. Terrible. He's got right, a round nose. All. What do you mean by satellite? Yeah, I don't know. Like big. I meant like big. It's not. A, it wasn't good. I was just riffing on the. You fly. were still thinking about your concave chest. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Satellite dish. It's like a. Okay, never mind. Uh, so, Mom, what are you doing? Are you dying? You were saying you're dizzy. Yeah, I was having like dizzy spells before I came. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you also have dizzy spells. Oh yeah, all the time. Uh, is it allergies or I don't have health insurance anymore? It's when I don't so eat gotta, enough. What's that? It's when I don't eat enough. You don't eat well. That's not my problem. I've been eating plenty. What'd you have? It's not that. Well, I finished uh, half of the pizza that I left on the coffee table last night. That's cool. And I had some ramen. Nice, dude. We talking top ramen or are we talking order out ramen? No, actual good ramen. Now that I've discovered that ramen's actually good, it fucks you up. It's like you have nothing but top ramen your whole life, and then you find out that ramen's actually a thing that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm a convert. It's, it is quite good if you guys like ramen. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Boy, we should got try it. some ramen, maybe. They got it. Awesome. They got it all over the city. Yeah, they try. They they take a lot of poverty foods in New York and make them into fancy foods. That is true. You know what I mean? There's a fucking fried chicken's fancy out here. All right. <laughs> you can go to Crown and like I I went to Crown a couple months ago. I live a block away from a Crown. I hadn't been there in two years since I moved, and I went, and there was a fucking feather in the batter. And I was like... You know that shit's fresh. That's good, though. I see, yeah, because then you know it's actually a chicken. I feel like there's so much fuckery with fried chicken. Exactly. Yeah, the feather's a good sign. Do you believe those memes? Chickens. Do you believe those memes? It's All like of them. KFC I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry. You like every meme, I believe. Loose change. That's real. Uh, when they fucking say KFC is like eight, they can't call it Kentucky Fried Chicken. They change the name to KFC. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not chicken. Right. It's I like fake, that, I like that people think the government would give a shit at all. <laughs> and, and, that's, and then that's the way they would give a shit. It's like, no, no, no. You have to trick people. You <laughs> can't keep the name. You gotta do it a tricky way. Tricking them into eating it. That's fine. Yeah, so this is the first funny moms uh, during the Trump administration. Uh, so it's going to be... So if it goes bad, it's his fault. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's going to be another eight years of these... Uh, we should just get, we should get, if the show moms. will go bad and we'll have Sean Spicer tell everyone it was the best show. <laughs> Obama's never done a show this good. So there's 80 million people in this room right now. 
I like that guy, Sean Spicer. Apparently, Trump has been mean to him every time he goes out on stage. Well, he looked like he was crying. He looked like he had just finished crying. <laughs> Trump <laughs> yelled at him before and after the yeah. pre- press conference. Right. Incredible. He was either he was either crying because he got berated or he had just been maced by a woman, and you can't tell. <laughs> With those red bags under his eyes, telltale sign. He looked terrible. I mean, the, the suit was ill-fitting. Apparently, mm-hmm. Donald Trump told him, "You look very, you look very bad out there." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did he change Great. everything to gold already? He did, right? In the White House? Yeah, like all the curtains and shit are gold. Is that just me imagining? <laughs> right? They're all gold and shit, right? They're all tacky. Thank you. Thank you. Other people watch the news for 30 seconds at a time and only notice color schemes, changes, and nothing, nothing of any value whatsoever. Is that bad, though? I think the gold thing is cool. I don't know. You're, you're on board with the this gold thing? This has got to be like 2% of the things that he's doing. They're, they're like, okay, that's fine. The, the gold Steve, thing? It should have been gold years ago. The coolest thing he's done is made Steve Harvey go around to the inner cities of America and yell at kids. Yeah. I think that's the only cool thing Is he's he the done. new Cosby? Is he the new pull-up-your-pants guy? Yeah, of course. Well, that directive was just, Steve, keep doing what you're already doing. (laughs) Does he still get to do Family Feud, or is it a full-time job? Um, I think they can fly him out, dude. They got the money. Family Feud's big big business. Family Feud's replacing NPR. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually... It's, it's, it's replacing NPR. It's also replacing Planned Parenthood. It's going to yeah. <laughs> so yell at women. Like, How the hell? That's a really good pun. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Planned Parenthood. Yeah, yeah. The better name be Family Feud. I did that. That was on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I did you should have pretended like you meant that. No, I did. I did. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you do? That's, that's thanks how, for the public that's, compliment. That's the Trump that. culture is accidentally doing something good, and then you pretend like you thought of it. Of course. Yeah. Do you think he will do anything good? I like I said, the gold thing is yeah, cool. That's true. So you why was it? We should be able to melt down the entirety of Washington and sell it in case we need to at some point. So everything there should be gold. <laughs> they do have a lot of marble. How do you guys feel about marble? In D.C.? Yeah. Marble's tight, dude. I like marble. I want to live in If you go marble. to Congress, I went, I went on an uh, Israel teen propaganda trip to Congress once. <laughs> <laughs> is that why nothing's gold anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had so many pockets. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff out of here. You know, it's like why like marbling? Replace it with marble. Every, if it's not nailed down, it's free. It's like, it's like Costco. It's, it's rich here. Which, which yeah. book of the Torah is that in? Uh, all five. Yeah. All five. It's in the Value City coupon book. <laughs> Well, that's like on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you guys ever shop about you? See, that was my shit, dude. Get my echo. Was, my wait, was it an actual place? I just remember yeah. the books. I remember the coupon. Value books. City was real as hell, dude. It was. You had to be poor as shit though to get in there. I really? just remember. I remember getting the, the coupon books in the mail. Remember those? Nah, we yeah. had to, no, you had to sell those for school to your baseball team, remember? No, no, this was just something that came with the... Sorry, this is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, you're on this field trip. Oh, the Jew? Yeah, well, uh, it wasn't funny. I mean, yeah. it, Nick came in with a good punch, and then Tons I punched in. And you were, yeah, the toilets! All the Jewish kids were like, wow, they do marble toilets here. We were all like very impressed by it, that we got to piss on uh, expensive stones. Wait, they had marble toilets? What? 
Nah, yeah, dude. in the Senate no. building, they got marble-ass toilets, bro. And then I went to Senator Harry Reid's office, and I said, listen, this wall is very important for the people of Israel. Palestinians are coming in. I'm 14 years old, and I understand geopolitics perfectly. I met with Harry Reid, because he was my senator, and they set us up with like our state senators at camp, and um, he walked in. He was a fucking, you know, in the Senate building. He wasn't even, whatever. Um, and he walked in, and we started, like, our propaganda spiel. And then he cuts us off. He's like, all right, let's take a picture for your fucking parents and let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I fuck with Harry Reid now. That's yeah, awesome. Dude. I got a hand job on that trip. That's the really? Yeah. Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Yeah. 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 It was Harry Reid. Harry Reid, Handy Reid. He jacked me off on the basketball court of the Washington D.C. Dupont Circle JCC. Did I was so scared? Tell anybody about this, I'll fucking kill you. Whatever. Nice man. Who jerked you off for real though? Some full name. Fucking bitch, dude. I don't know. Jesus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She voted for Trump. That's why I said it. Now you feel bad. Now I'm a hero. Now I'm a hero. Oh, by the way, guys, um, SNL heard Comic Town and we're all fired. Apparently. You guys want to make fun of Trump's son for a sec? Yeah. Yeah. Feel, yeah, it's, like, I'm I'm a, it's everyone's obligation now to make fun of that boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was tweeting about it today, but I was like, I just, I really want to kiss 10-year-old Baron Trump. I want to kiss him. You think you'd understand what's going on if you're kissing him? Don't, don't yeah. all his family members kiss him? Like his uh, yeah. grown man family members? Yeah, he kisses Eric on the, on the lips for, for five Mississippi. <laughs> That's how they taught him counting. Yeah. <laughs> after they after they murder a rare African rhinoceros, uh, they, flew to, they flew to Africa to kill. Dude, have you seen the pictures of them like big game hunting Eric and Don June? Hell yeah, dude! Dude, the best, the best. They're like one of them. The, my favorite part of the picture is like they're such dorks, you know. They clearly have like. Diseases that, uh, you know, inbreds. <laughs> yeah, that guy's got the softest chin on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Goes, they look like British royalty. Like, they have c- congenital... Habsburg. You know, yeah, yeah, Habsburg. Yeah, Habsburg. Hey, I fucking went to uh, 11th grade yeah. history class. <laughs> yeah, but the best is that Don Jr. next to, like, the fucking elephant or whatever they killed, his thumb is just so... <laughs> So ever so like in his pocket like this. <laughs> He's trying to be hot. <laughs> Do you think they got their dick sucked off that picture? Do you think like anybody saw that and was like nice? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> what is that? Does anyone get their dick sucked for killing an elephant? Probably. Ernest Hemingway, actually. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, wasn't that story where Ernest yeah, yeah, Hemingway yeah. gets yeah. the short, tragic life of uh, Francis McComber? That shit is so funny. About yeah. how brave it is for a white man to go into the the heart of darkness and kill a beast. <laughs> no, that's not the, no, what no. the story is, the story is that his wife is a piece of shit who cocks him. Yeah. And he, he proves that he shouldn't have been cocked by killing a lion. And she shoots him because the he's living in the She kills him. It's that, awesome. Ernest Hemingway was basically dice. He was... Yeah. <laughs> they're the same guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's uh, kind of something. You shell out a nice amount of money to kill a lion with your wife, and then your guy gets to fuck her? I don't yeah. know, man. You should expect that. I mean, I, I always got the impression that like, the guy was like, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> that's like a weird thing rich people do when they run out of ways to fuck. They have to get involved in cucking and pedophilia. So. I'm serious. That it? That's why I kind of believe pizza game. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely fuck kids. Well, I just no, don't I think, think it was a common ping pong. I think that a lot of them, a lot of them are into pizza the... Restaurant. Yeah. I just don't want that place Sully, dude. That's a fun place. Have you guys ever been there? There is It's pong. a nice restaurant. You get to play ping pong. You guys don't like ping pong? What are you, fucking animals? You don't, you don't want to kick back and have no, a fucking... Where you do it is the Rainforest Cafe. A <laughs> <laughs> nice safari in the Rainforest John Cafe. John Podesta in one of those khaki yeah. hats and nothing else. Just fucking take it out. You have a gorilla steak and a boy. <laughs> They let animals loose in a rainforest cafe. They fly them in. What a stupid restaurant. Oh, sucks. it's the stupidest. Yeah. They have that's that's going to be the worst example of cause marketing. It's a place for Americans where it's like, yeah, you can save the rainforest by eating really shitty food. <laughs> by eating too much food. That's how you save it. Have you yeah. ever been to one? I have. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I've never... Never been to one. Well, I know. It's not fun. All right. Well, we'll go, buddy. How what did you have? Yeah. Did you guys go without me? What yeah. the fuck? No, we went with our families. I mean, after our dads. We're going to do a tour. We're going to do Planet Hollywood, uh, Rainforest Cafe, Rockin hot, Hard Rock, Hard Rock Cafe, hard ESPN hot. Zone. All the theme. All the ESPN theme. Zone. That's a nice one. Yeah. That place was cool because they had that infinite rock climbing wall. That you, you would go use after you just finished a giant burger, <laughs> and then hopefully throw up all over the rock climbing wall. They oh that was it only in Baltimore though, right? No, they have one in DC too. Oh, the Baltimore one's gone. It's yeah. fucking Phillips Crabs now, dude. Fuck out of here. You guys love Phillips? All right. Um, <laughs> wait, the momentum's. Yeah. No, I got a good right Phillips now. riff in the chamber. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have shit. All those places are so ridiculous. You think that we're going to say something funny about them, but apparently not. I asked my parents to go to Planet Hollywood one year for my birthday. That's, that's what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> What's the dumbest birthday you? One time, I this I wanted to see um, Spice World in theaters. And we took them. Yeah. We took Stop in uh, Spice World. It was the last year. It was just me and my four best male bros. <laughs> and we're just kicking back, checking out Spice World, dude. It's a pretty good film. It holds up, by the way. If you check it out. Which one of the Spice Girls is Sean Spicer? <laughs> He's probably. Hmm. Sporty? No. No, not posh. Posh is too No, hard. not posh. Uh, Baby Spice. He's got a date. Well, Sporty was the shadiest one, right? Yeah. She was the least hot one. Totally. <laughs> right? Who was I go? I go Ginger. Ginger, you thought was the hottest? That's my number one pick, Spice Girls. No. I don't remember any of the. <laughs> I like Zadopey, Sneezy, uh, <laughs> Germaine. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we're not talking about which one you fuck yet. Uh, That's net. Groucho Spice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carl Spice. See, I can't even do the Marx Brothers, so. You know one guy from every group. That's how you work. Harpo? Out. You forgot about Harpo. Harpo. There was like nine guy. of them. There was a shit ton of them. Really? And they yeah. got cut out of the movies? Yeah. Only three of them were successful, but there was like nine Marx Brothers. Really? Mm-hmm. There's actually... 
There's six more cum boys. Hold on. <laughs> Just like shitty. Stop eight them. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, All right, man. I'm done. Whatever you got. You guys finish this up. You know, you know my favorite Marx brother though. Uh, Carl. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, did you know Adam's in the DSA? Yeah. Carl, fucking pandering bitch. We Carl get was it. the least funny one, and he was like, guys, we should split the profits from these movies. <laughs> and they're like, we're done. Yeah, yeah, so he went and wrote a book yeah. about it, and no one read it. <laughs> um, are we going to make fun of the retarded Trump son now, or what? Yeah. About his son? Have, yeah, do we have anything else? I think we should end on that. The, the crowd is feasting for it. <laughs> anything? You guys got anything? I don't have anything. I'm just wondering if you guys did. No, I, I just wanted to say that it was everybody else's responsibility to make fun of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I That's our rallying cry. So I still want to kiss him really bad. Oh, yeah, we did talk about this, too. That's what yeah, we got into yeah, Africa. Talk about. Okay, boy, so I am barely well, paying attention. Well, the thing well, is, well, is, well. is, he is really easy to make fun of. So the, that tweet wasn't offensive at all, but there's so much, like, I saw that and I'm like, you got fired for that? Yeah, that pales in comparison to everything in my head that I can say <laughs> about that boy. I don't know what to do, because I know it would be too mean. I mean, he probably does have some kind of, like, you know, intellectual disability. I think he does. Yeah. And regardless of who his dad is, I'm not, you know, you still, I, you know. He's still a 10-year-old boy. Right, exactly. That's yeah. how I feel about it. But Melania, I, I don't give a shit about her, dude. Dude, I feel bad for her. What? Fuck that. Fuck that free Melania bullshit, dude. You oh, free yeah. Melania, dude. No, man. Her husband is... She's she's a whore, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. A whore? What? You think this model who came over from Eastern model. Europe... Model. Oh, this model. She's been in... She's, uh, a she's been in Czechoslovakian FHM. Thank you very much. Yeah, she's a glorified Maxim girl, dude. She's not Giselle Bündchen or whatever. Have you seen her? Her titties are out on the internet. Have you seen him? Yeah, Trump released his wife's titties. <laughs> so people would vote for it. You know what's always weird? See, that's part of the 2% of things he's done that are good. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about tax returns. Here's naked pictures of my wife. That's now, sad. if he'll release naked pictures of his son... <laughs> All right. I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> I think that's it. We did it. We did it, gang. Um, Alright, guys. So well, that's our time for the opening. You guys, uh, that's the beginning of the show, huh? Alright, uh, our first comment, uh, our first comic uh, coming to stage, good buddy of ours. Uh, everyone put your hands together for Jake Head. Jake Head, everybody! Folks, get up the cum boys, right? Oh man. Uh, I want to tell you about this guy in my neighborhood. He just he's really upset. He just got his van tagged by a group of teens in the neighborhood. Just like graffiti all over his Econo van. And so what he did as like a rebuttal to that is then he painted the van like the old A-team van. That'll show him. <laughs> Is anyone else bummed out to remember that the A-Team drove a van? Isn't that like the lowest bar? Like, I don't think it's pronounced A-Team. I think it's just a team. I just think they're a team, y'all. I think they're just like, shit, we're in trouble. Get us a team. And they're like, these men seem to have bought a van together, I guess. Their origin story is just like bad credit. That's that. 
Um, well, it's good to be here. I, uh, I'm kind of realizing how redneck my childhood was recently because someone uh, asked me if I had a backyard growing up. So I grew up in Manhattan. They couldn't fathom the idea of a backyard. And my answer to that was, oh, do you mean the woods? <laughs> well, we had the woods, but we weren't allowed to go in there because there was a wild boar loose. <laughs> there was a dangerous boar in my woods for like most of my childhood. And we were like, we were kind of poor. I grew up in Middleburg, Florida. My dad was, you know, we were kind of poor. My dad was resourceful. We always had a lot of our assets wrapped up in camel cash, things like that. That's what he would do. He was good with money, you know. That's what he would do. He realized pretty early on he could just pledge himself to one of his vices rewards programs, and then he could use that in turn to clothe his boys. Like one day in fifth grade, I got sent to the principal's office because I was wearing a Marlboro jacket to school. You can't do that. And the principal was like, well, Jake, just take that off. And then under it, I had a Budweiser shirt. <laughs> the trashy-ass kid. And the weirdest thing I can remember him coming home with was one year he redeemed all of his camel cash for the whole year, and he got a camel brand electrical generator. <laughs> I don't think camel thought they're going to send those out. <laughs> I think we got, like, the one from the picture. Anyway, Camel Brand Electrical Generator that later got us through a Florida hurricane. Like, have you ever smoked so many cigarettes that you saved your family? That's what he did. Just a white trash hero. We needed that really bad. Uh, this just happened recently. This sounds ridiculous, but this just happened recently. I had FedEx, uh, the delivery company, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with their work. Uh, I had FedEx accuse me that I stole a package from my neighbor. Just like pretty bold, but like the subject matter was insane. It was a thousand dollars worth of wigs. It's <laughs> like my weird ass neighbor is ordering either like a plethora of wigs or one or two magnificent wigs. <laughs> I'm not sure which because they got stolen. So what happens when FedEx loses a package that's like worth that much money is they have a detective they keep on retainer. They get to send out a private eye to investigate to see if they can track down the package. And so they send this, this lady to my door and I have none of this information, mind you. I haven't heard of any of this yet. So this is what she decides to open with. She just knocks on my door and she just goes, hey, you got those wigs for us? <laughs> I was like, that sentence needs to be longer. <laughs> I mean, I could say no. I've never accidentally had wigs for anybody. <laughs> but like, Jesus Christ. And then she, she's like, all right, all right. And she starts asking me questions. She goes, well, have you seen anything? Boy, do I wish I had seen anything, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, now that you mention it, a bunch of homies running around the neighborhood with new wigs. <laughs> no, I haven't seen anything, lady. That's ridiculous. And she's just grilling me, and she's not getting out of me what she wants. Eventually, she's just, like, fed up. And she just goes, okay, we're just going to do it the hard way. And just leaves. Just leaves on that. What's the hard way? Just left me panic attacks for the next three days. Wondering what the hard way might be, and when it might come upon me at any moment. And I found out what the hard way was three days down the line because they just called the police on me. That was it. That's the hard way. They just got the fuzz involved. And I think that three-day gap makes a lot of sense because they probably called the cops and they were like, cops were like, wait, you want us to investigate what? We'll get around to it. 
So three days later, they send out a cop. And I have never seen a police officer less enthusiastic about a case. He came to my door and he goes, all right, man, we got to talk about these wigs, I guess. <laughs> he dropped an I guess in there. And he goes, I was like, all right, man, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about these wigs. And I step outside and the cop, he sizes me up. He's like, give me the old up and down. And he goes, all right, man, you, know, you don't look like the type of guy that would have $1,000 worth of wigs. <laughs> Who looks like that? That's not a lot of people. But he goes, all right, man, you don't look like the type of guy that has $1,000 worth of wigs. You know what we can do? We can make this real quick. Will you just, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. You know? Will you just consent to me searching your apartment? Will you give me consent to enter your apartment, look around? And I never thought I was gonna be in that situation that like all my stoner friends were preparing me for in my entire life. You know what to do, you gotta do like, get a warrant pig, and all rights. I've seen rap videos, some of those works. Come back when you've got a warrant. <laughs> I didn't do it, I just, I just let him in. Which, which I feel bad about, I shouldn't have done that. I should have, I should have made him go get the warrant. Cause it's most, like it's the right thing to do, but also, it's just left me fantasizing about him having the silliest warrant of all time. He would have to go before a judge and be like, I think this guy's got those wigs. And the judge would be like, that sentence needs to be longer, officer. That can't be, that can't be your opening statement. And then he'd be like, all right, well, did he look like a guy that would have $1,000 worth of wigs? And the cop would be like, no, I didn't think so. He kind of looked like a... Mr. Fantastic lost his powers mid-stretch, I guess, something like that. Like if he just like reached for something and just got stuck and just looked pretty long on. <laughs> Look like that. And they'd be like, you know, that's pretty weird. Get him there. <laughs> but like I said, I just let him in. This is what he did. He just kind of came into my apartment and he kind of saw how dirty the living room was at the time. And he just goes, all right, you don't have the wigs. <laughs> and <he left. laughs> he just left. And I wish I had known he was coming, and I wish I had known that was because I would have just gone out and bought some shitty wigs. Just gone to Party City, got some garbage wigs, and just came to the door like, what can I do for you, officer? Brings around here. Oh, stolen wigs? No, 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 nothing about those, man. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Can you hold on a second? I got spaghetti on the boil in here, and I'd like leave. And I'd just come back in a different wig. Where were we, huh? All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. Jake Head, everybody, huh? <laughs> Dog, I want wigs, dude. How awesome would wigs be? I just want, like, a fucking, like, like, good ones, you know? Like, fucking weave. I want them stitched into my head. Just, like, fucking blonde, curly ones. That would be fucking tight, right? It just, like, I'd change the whole way I dress. I go velvet fucking jumpsuits all the time. Anyway, this is just a thought I should have kept in my head. But, guys... We have a killer show. We've got so many funny comics. Your next one, really funny. One of my faves. Got a great show called Comedians You Should Know. Uh, please big round applause for Mike Lebowitz, everybody. Oh, yeah. Big round. Big round. Thank you. Oh, that's overwhelming. Thank you so much. Uh, how about a hand for Jake and for the Come Boys? Give it up for them. Yeah. All right. I'm excited for this, man. I've had a good day. I... Uh, uh, before I came, I took a nap in my car. Uh, so I'm not trying to big time you discredits I have. Uh, I think it's one of my favorite things about living in New York is there's all these rich, powerful people here. But it's the only place I've ever lived where you can definitely be like, yeah, last night I spent the night in my car under a bridge. 
And people will be like, oh my god, you have a car? <laughs> makes me feel powerful, you know what I mean? People envy me for more than just the world's tiniest man bun, you know what I mean? They have other things. I forgot, you know what I forgot? I forgot to have you guys acknowledge yourselves. Give yourselves a round of applause. This is a hell of a gathering. You guys are an amazing crowd. Do you know that? Do you hear that a lot? Do you get that a lot? Do people tell you that a lot? I assume you've been seeing comedy for a while because you've really, I mean, I think you've got it down. I mean, you guys are... I, I think you have a special talent for it. People don't... I'm not trying to blow smoke. I think you guys are fucking awesome, man. Because what you guys have, a lot of crowds don't have... You have a voice as an audience, you know what I mean? And that's really what the industry's looking for these days. So I just think... I just think if you stick with it, stick with it, Gonna have to power through a lot of rough comedians. Be a while before you make any money. But I just think, I know I'm gonna turn on Conan one night. Camera's gonna pan to the crowd. It's gonna be you guys. And uh, I'll be like, fuck yeah. So I'm at Funny Moms. They follow their dreams. You know, I just I really do believe in you guys. I want you to know that. Uh, we gotta have dreams. We gotta have dreams. This is important work that we're doing here. I don't know why you guys came out. Ah, it's free and it's raining. I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know. But uh, this is actually what we do. As I, you know, I'm sure you guys, you guys are, you've been doing this a while, you know. What we're doing here is we're actually comedians and audience together. We're birthing laughter into the world where previously it did not exist, thereby making the world a more beautiful place. So, I don't know if you think of yourselves as do-gooders, but you're fucking doing good tonight, so deal with that, okay? Yeah, and there's sacrifice involved in that. Like, before I left to come here, my son stopped me. I'm on my way out the door. He stopped me. He said, he said Daddy, do you have a show tonight? He, well, you didn't say that exactly. He said, Mike, do you have a show tonight? <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, I do. He said, well, would you skip it? I want you to read me a story. Tuck me in. Have a relationship with me. And uh, that hit me right here. I was like, buddy, I'd love to. Uh, but there's, uh, you know, there's like 104 functional alcoholics uh, in a room that legally holds 62 functional alcoholics. <laughs> All of whom are devotees of the podcast name for that great Seaman City. And uh, they need to hear Daddy's take on diarrhea. So I don't know what to tell you. Maybe learn to read, put yourself to bed, stop asking for a fucking handout all the time. <laughs> People out there who actually need me. You know, you're four years old, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's what I said. I did, I said that. I said it. Uh, I said that, I did, to you guys, just now, not to him, I mean, I'm not a monster. That's uh, a lie I told for your amusement, and I'm glad one person in the front seemed to enjoy it, because <clears throat> every time I do that, a small part of me dies. <laughs> so, that's all right. I was, I was glad for that march the other day. Were you guys glad for that? I was glad, it was just nice to see somebody giving a shit again, right? I felt like for the longest time, nobody... Just everyone's just like, ugh, ah, and then you turn on the TV and you're like, ah, and then you know, yeah, and then you, right. It's just, but then people care. It was cool because I feel like every time I try and cheer myself up, like the best I can do is like the best. Like this is me trying to cheer myself up. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I go, well, uh, we're all gonna die. Like that's the best I can do. That's me trying to be happy. You know, I think, uh, <laughs> and people are taking that to heart. Like I've been traveling. I do have a car. Did I mention that? I have a car. Um, I've been traveling. I was just in Wisconsin. It was like 45 degrees, and there were people ice fishing. Just like, fuck it. You know, like, we'll see. Maybe I catch some fish. Maybe some fish catch me. Whatever. <laughs> so 
was just nice. It was just nice to have some people care again. We'll, we'll move on. They're not in this room, obviously. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> some people care somewhere. All right, good. Uh, I don't know. You guys got kids or anything? All right. <laughs> we're, we're in to come, not what it turns into. All right, cool. Cool. Good to know. Smart, smart crowd. Uh, some of you guys are going to fuck up one day. Uh, my first mistake just turned 14, actually. And I, uh, I'm kidding. I, I don't know how old he is. Uh, he's, he's cool, though. My wife and I just had a new baby a little while ago. That's well, okay, thank you. That's very nice. We, we didn't have much choice in the matter. That's how they come out. They come out new. You know, I, like, I asked, you got one speaks English already? They're like, this is yours. Please leave. You don't have insurance. You know? so, so we laughed. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I got this four-year-old, which is cool, I guess. Four-year-olds are fucking cool, man. Four-year-olds, don't you wish you'd be four again? Four-year-olds tell it like it is, man. Four-year-olds say shit. It's never the shit you were anticipating. They're going to say. And then it makes you be a better person. You have to respond to it in the moment, you know. And uh, Man, like the other day, I couldn't believe this. He told his mother to shut up. I'm standing over here. I, like, had no idea that was coming. I was about to go out for a car nap. You know, that, that's what I was going to do. That's why I do that shit, man, because I got kids, you know. Like, they wake up at 6.30, and where the fuck am I going to go? You know, so I go to my mobile nap chamber is where I go. I could never be that dad who, like, went out for a gallon of milk and never came back. But I'm frequently that dad who goes out for a gallon of milk, comes back two, three hours later, you know, <laughs> rested, refreshed, without any milk. Uh, that's a lot for that dad. But anyway, I'm on my way out the door for the old car nap. You know the old car nap. I'm that one. I'm on my way out the door for it. And he tells her to shut up. And I'm like, fuck. Like, i got to respond to that, man. Like, I got to. So I go up to him. I'm like, bro, dude. You just said what I've been thinking this whole time. That is crazy. That is crazy. Oh, boom, boom, boom. I never knew we had so much in common. <laughs> I never say that out loud, but now we're going to see how that goes. You know? You're like me with a set of balls. You know that? That is what I said to him. I did. I did actually say that to him and to you guys just now. I should have kept that just between the two of us. But that's fine. That's no big deal. I do. Uh, I do. I do have this wife. She's great, man. I met her back in college. I met her. <laughs> this is back when people used to meet people through other people rather than machines. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, it was like weird fluke of history, like before the singularity and the robots took over. But uh, yeah, man, a friend of mine introduced it. I didn't know shit. I didn't know shit. I didn't know anything. I still don't know much. But I knew even less. Very naive. A friend of mine introduced it. He goes, you're going to love Anna, just so you know, she is a feminist. Is what he, she, and I, I was just like, feminist? What's that like, when she's on top? Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's exactly what that means. So that's cool. That was cool. Well, I stuck with her. Uh, we started out in, uh, in Chicago. We moved here about a year and a half ago. Moved, yeah, moved here with a wife and three kids and zero jobs. Which I think is the wrong number of all those things. Uh, yeah. now, now there's five of us in a one-bedroom in Queens just reliving the 19th century immigrant experience in America. Just, I don't know. See how it goes. Something's got to give. I don't know. Maybe it'll be, you know, someone will catch typhoid and take a little of the pressure off. Maybe I could step up to the plate, get caught in a factory fire. I won't have to worry about it. Problem solved, right? <laughs> Just kidding. You can't get caught in a factory fire if you don't work. You know, so. Daddy's going to be all right. <laughs> it's the kids that I worry about. 
don't have to worry about the kids. I want to be around for them. I want to be around for them. I feel like I'm supposed to be around for them. I, uh, I actually, I had a meeting with my doctor. Uh, most people have appointments. I had a meeting. Uh, he ran in a conference room. He had all these charts and graphs. And he sat me down and he said to me, Mike, you have a fat liver. I was like, man, you got a fat liver. He was like, no, 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 what I mean is you're overeating, and as a result, you're developing fat deposits in your liver. And I was like, oh, you're overeating, and as a result, you're like, you got to take this seriously, Mike. Your liver's turning into a piece of foie gras, is what he said to me. And I was like, mmm. And then I was like, wait a minute. Foie gras is made by force-feeding a goose until its liver expands deliciously, by the way, and, and it dies, right? I was like, that's like an act of cruelty to the goose. And my doctor said, yeah, I know, but that's just how you eat. Uh, I was like, you say my diet's unhealthy? He said, no, I'm saying it's inhumane. So, uh, so I've been trying to work on that a little bit. Been trying to lose a little weight, drop some pounds. You guys know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Get off me, pounds. Get off my ass, you sticky pounds. You, know what I'm you feel me? Let go, pounds. You got a sharp claw. Get off this booty. Get off my thighs, fries. You ain't paying rent. Find you your own dipping sauce. This sauce mines. You know what I'm talking about. My wife and I were doing well, actually, the two of us, uh, in the past 12 months, two of us lost a combined 60 pounds, so that's, that's something real. Thank you very much. Thank you, two people. Thank you. It's real progress. <laughs> in fact, my wife alone has lost 100. So, uh, so she's, she's doing a little better. I mean, that's me gaining 40, for those of you who went to a school sponsored by Betsy DeVos. Trying to do fun shit with the kids in New York, man. I, uh, my brother visited a little while ago. He took him to Coney Island. They had a great time, man. He, he, didn't, he didn't have such a good time. <laughs> he, well, you know, he liked the rides and stuff. And, but uh, he had what he described to me later as a corn dog that disagreed with him. Uh, which is never the kind of fight you want to be in, you know. <laughs> so, so, it's a kind of funny way of saying it, though. Because, like, in my head, I'm picturing, you know, like he's going in to eat the corn dog, you know. Corn dog's going, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we do this, I'm going to need you to accept that the categorical imperative is different from the golden rule. And my buddy's going, whoa. I mean, my buddy, my brother. We're friends. Uh, he's going, whoa, hang on a second, corn dog. I mean, uh, uh, far be it for me to argue with a fried concession in an amusement park. But uh, the way I remember is categorical imperative holds you should act only in such a way you want all people to act in that same situation. <laughs> ah, frankly, sound a whole hell of a lot like doing to others as you would have them doing to you. So. <laughs> I don't know. We're kind of at an impasse. Maybe we could, maybe we could agree to disagree. <laughs> and, uh, and the corn dog says, uh, <laughs> yeah. the corn dog says, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you diarrhea. <laughs> I think you do the same thing in my position. Now, if you've ever wondered if you could summarize the entire substance of a 15-page term paper you once had a nervous breakdown over into a single diarrhea joke, I want you to know the answer is believe in yourself. Um, although, I do, uh, yeah, that was, a little, that was a little far for the payoff, but that's okay. Uh, you guys are not I think we all enjoyed that. All right, give it up for Mike.
What a horrible father, right? There's no way Mike is a good father, right? No chance. Uh, but a fun guy, right? Um, guys, we got another great comic coming up. Super funny. Please big round of applause for Abby Rosenquist, everybody! Thank you. I, um, I played rugby in college, and sometimes we find that out, and they're like, oh, so you're a lesbian. Uh, and so just so you guys know, not all girls who play rugby have come out yet, so shut up. Yeah. Not a lesbian's a girl. My team got pregnant, so that's proof. <laughs> and it's scary finding out a girl on your rugby team is pregnant, because that means, like, we are not tackling hard enough in practice. <laughs> Step it up. I think the only thing that's holding me back from being a lesbian is vaginas, right? Like if women had a second pair of boobs down there, I'd be like, all right, here we go. <laughs> they don't. And uh, I'm not saying vaginas are gross. I just don't want to have to learn how to go down on women. And all my guy friends are like, yeah, you're a girl. You know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I can recognize when I get a good haircut, <laughs> right? That doesn't mean I can go around giving good haircuts. So. <laughs> I'll stick to what I know, which is mediocre hand jobs. I guess. I don't know, I, uh, I feel like uh, going down on a woman for the first time would be a similar feeling to being handed a baby for the first time. Like, this is a lot of pressure. <laughs> like, oh, this is kind of fun. And you're like, how long have you do this? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> stop. And like, you know what's always going down on you when you want to wash because it's kind of hot, but you got to look down all creepy? <laughs> If you look down and they look up, they're going to see a double chin. So. How do you work out your neck? How do you do that? I, uh, let's see. I, guys are kind of gross. It's kind of like, I hooked up with a guy and he was like, hey, Abby, don't worry about a condom. I'm sterile. I was like, that's not what I'm worried about, buddy. Right? I can go to Planned Parenthood. There's no Planned Herpyhood that I can go to. So let's wrap it up. Also, sterile, get over here. That's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Uh, it actually kind of is. Um, uh, have you been dating somebody and they ask you how many people you slept with so you lie? And then they're still surprised? <laughs> Feels great. And I uh, am recently single and I realized I'm not really into one night stands. Like, I'm way more into ruining friendships. <laughs> I want it. Oh, we like enjoying, like, spending time together? Let's put an expiration date on that. How about that? <laughs> I, uh, I had rough sex for the first time this year, and uh, any rough sex fans? That's a lie. For sure, there is. I think my favorite part is, like, I'm not really worried about what I look like, because I'm just trying to survive, you know? Just trying to make it out of there. I, uh, I do like aggressive, but I hate cocky. Like, uh, like I was like, oh, did I make you come? It's like, well, I came and you happened to be inside me, but like, I did that. <laughs> okay. I should carry on participation ribbons, like you were there. <laughs> like when I found out female castration existed, I was like, oh, now guys can find the clit? Like, okay. <laughs> How convenient. No? Okay. I just, I hate it, like, uh, I hate it when you see a girl in a bad mood, there's always that guy that's like, oh man, she needs to get laid. It's like, well, maybe she did, and that's why she's in a bad mood. <laughs> that's not so great for us. Is this the right crowd for this joke? Probably not. 
Yeah. Like, if a girl doesn't pee after sex, she can get a UTI. A guy can wake up with a condom still on his dick. <laughs> I don't have a punchline for that, just anger. Okay. Yeah, I do feel bad for guys when they get whiskey dick, because I can only imagine that's what it feels like when you lock your keys in your car. <laughs> it's, like, it's right there. <laughs> I don't want to get inside, but I can't. <laughs> It's all my fault. Yeah, I realize that I mostly get catcalled by black and Hispanic guys, but like at least they make their threat known, <laughs> right? Like you don't find it a white guy likes you till you're in his basement. So <laughs> we don't know if you want to bone you or debone you. <laughs> but, It's hard to tell how old black people are because they age so gracefully, you know? Like, Morgan Freeman's look the same forever. Like, I just think if Benjamin Button was played by a black actor, you'd be like, what's this about? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> White people win on age well, huh? So I'm doing stand-up, I'm investing in my personality, I'm gonna need it. And uh, we like to remind each other that we don't age well. I work in an office and I snack a lot. And then middle-aged women would come on my cubicle and say, you're not going to have that metabolism forever. I'm like, yeah, I can see you, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> you had your time. Let me enjoy this Snickers. Uh, somebody told me that sounds like a fat joke, uh, but I asked my fat friend if I could say that, and they said, why are you asking me? I've never body shamed. I think that's fucked up. I was on the internet and an ad popped up and it was like, fuck fat chicks. I was like, no. Like, first of all, she's not even fat. Second of all, that's really degrading towards women. And then I remembered, I'm on a porn site. <laughs> that's the least degrading thing I'm looking at. You know, like right next to it is a girl with so many dicks on her head, she looks like Medusa. So, pick your battles, I guess. And I stumbled across a gangbang porn. Uh, I mean, now I search for it, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for the girl in there, right? But I think I feel worse for the guy who's getting the non-dominant hand-hand job. <laughs> and he's just not act like he's enjoying it. I just bet he was terrible at musical chairs growing up. <laughs> Get there quicker, buddy. I have realized uh, no matter what a woman's body looks like, never ask her if she's pregnant, right? It's like, because what if she is and then she wants to talk about it? <laughs> I don't care. I don't want kids. I, do, I went out of town though, and I asked my mom if she would watch my dog for a week. And my mom was like, Abby, if it was a child, I would watch it for a month. I was like, if it was a child, I'd be watching it for 18 years. <laughs> You'd have to raise it as my brother. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. My, I grew up Catholic. Anyone else? Yeah. Have you guys noticed how nosy the Catholic God is? Like, you can get away with anything as long as you keep him in the loop, right? <laughs> Which is why I think God is a woman, because it's like, oh, I don't want to be mad. Like, just tell me. Like, okay, that's a trap. That's a fucking trap. 
I'm not uh, religious anymore, but I am uh, afraid of killing myself. Because it's like, I don't know. Like, whenever I see somebody commit suicide, it reminds me of that person in your math class that rushes to turn their math test in first. Like, we get it, you figured it out first. <laughs> You're smarter than us. That's <laughs> <Right? sighs> nice. So I'm in therapy, and um, <laughs> when I started going, my dad offered to pay for it. And I was like, no, I'm an adult woman. I should pay for my own therapy. And then I started going. I was like, yeah, you should be paying for this. <laughs> this is your fault. Uh, at least half. I don't know, like, I feel like it's easier to make fun of women than it is men. Have you noticed this whole show? And uh, I don't know, like, there's yo mama jokes. I think there should be yo daddy jokes. Like, man, yo daddy's so creepy. It made me feel uncomfortable at your birthday party. <laughs> That's all I have so far. Um, so. I've always been close to my dad, and I don't know if that's why I've been in like male-dominated things. Like I studied engineering, and now I do stand-up. And I'm just tired of guys telling me that I'm funny for a girl, right? Or that I'm smart for a girl. It's like, why can't guys just tell me that I'm hot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah, I think I'm like attractive in an attainable kind of way. Like I've been asked me a lot of three ways in my life, and I feel like that's like saying, "Hey, we think you're attractive, but like not attractive enough to threaten our relationship in any way." <laughs> I'll take it. Put me in, coach. <laughs> uh, you guys know what a butterface is, right? I think I'm an and her face, right? Like we'll take our body and her face. Get in here. Come on. Okay, well I like that one. Um, <laughs> My, uh, my grandma told me that sarcasm is an unattractive quality. I was like, really, grandma? Because like, so is loose skin. So take that, Joyce. Um, uh, you guys want to say like, you can't choose your family? It's like, yeah, but your mom can choose your stepdad, and that sucks. <laughs> if you're wondering what it's like to have a stepdad, imagine your mom is being held hostage, and you can't get a clear shot. <laughs> that feels like... He's uh, really religious. He hates when I say God damn it in the house. And so last time I said God damn it, he got mad. I was like, oh no, I meant like the Muslim God. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, screw that guy. <laughs> so that's my stepdad. He's very worried about my soul. He's like, what if God is real? Like, aren't you worried? What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm not worried God is real. I'm worried your God is real. <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to get up there. And God's like, what's up, sugar tits? I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Italian. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. Enjoy the show. Happy Rosie Quest, everyone, one more time. Okay, we're going to keep the show rolling right along. Your next comic, very hilarious. I think you guys are going to love him. Everyone, put your heads together for Langston Kerman. Hey, thank you so much. This is nice. Hey, hey, everybody. I, uh, I live right up the street. I live like back, but like without y'all. You know what I mean? Like, same neighborhood, <laughs> different company. It's the same shit. I live, I don't know if this is like a shitty neighborhood. I don't know. Whatever. You guys are drinking. Tell me if this is a sign you live in a bad neighborhood. You ever had a small yay? Describe a wine. Using the word motherfucker. <laughs> sort of with my neighbor like, yeah, this is a good motherfucking wine right here. 
got hints of oak and shit. <laughs> little bit of black and mild I sprinkled in there. Just a seasoning. You gotta season that motherfucking wine, man. Let that shit ferment. It's gonna taste good. Let that, that marinate for a little while. It's weird living, living where I am now, because I'm from the suburbs. I'm like a suburban kid. I grew up, I took karate classes. Can you tell? I took, I used to take suburban ass, I, I was trained under the watchful eye of Sensei Jeff. <laughs> His special technique was court mandated community service. Sometimes people say karate doesn't work. You hear that all the time. Karate, that shit don't work. That's not a real thing. You can't win a fight with karate in a, on the streets in a real fight. It's like, fuck you. It works. Karate works. That shit is hundreds upon hundreds of years old. It absolutely 100% work, works. But you know what doesn't work is suburban karate. <laughs> I, how do you become a man? How do you learn? I was learning to defend myself in a dojo that was next door to a dress barn. That's not... <laughs> it was like trying to learn to do front kicks while Avril Lavigne played in the background. How does that make me a man? I can't bust into a room like, I'll fuck anybody up in here. Somebody put on Skater Boy. <laughs> Give me Skater. I can't get my rhythm without Skater Boy. <laughs> from the suburbs, man. I'm from, from a suburb of Chicago. I'm, I'm from a place called Oak Park, Illinois. It's very diverse. Yeah, you know Oak Park? My grandpa lived there. Oh, hell yeah. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful suburb, very diverse. This will show you how diverse the neighborhood I grew up in is. This is true. The most famous person, most famous alumni from my high school is Ernest Hemingway. Right? That's fucking dope. Ernest Hemingway went to my high school. Different year, but he went to my high school. <laughs> now, diversity. The second most famous alumni from my high school is that girl who R. Kelly peed on <laughs> You see the range of diversity? That's a pretty big bell curve of diversity. One of them is probably the most important writer in all of American history. And the other person got peed on. <laughs> it's fucking dope. I don't know. It was weird because for y'all it was just like a thing that happened in the news. It just like... It existed, and maybe you read about it, maybe you saw the videotape, whatever. But, like, we knew her. You understand? Like, we knew her as a person. We were still, like, walking the halls with this person. We would, like, walk past her, like, oh, shit. You got peed on. You got peed on in the face. You know what I mean? In the By a man who wrote two different versions of a song called Feeling on Your Booty. Two, he wrote two. That means he wrote Feeling on Your Booty. He recorded it. He listened back to it and he thought to himself, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've said everything I need to say on this subject. I think I'll take another crack at it. <laughs> did I mean crack like butt crack? Of course I did. Of course I did. I'm R. Kelly. I'm a sick man. Very gross. You should have locked me up years ago, but I wrote the soundtrack for Space Jam. <laughs> so I'm free, nigga. I have a girlfriend that's dope. She's a, a nice lady. She uh, she does she she's a lawyer. She she like does like tax law, plans estates for very wealthy people, very important job. I do this. <laughs> and she's dumb as hell. 
I tricked her. I tricked her real good. We're in a long distance relationship. She lives in Baltimore and I live here, which can be tough. It's hard to like balance. I don't know if anybody's doing like, it's hard to make someone feel sexy from a distance. You know what I mean? Because sex is present. It's now, it's right in front of me. I can't like, there's nothing, I can't like be on the phone like, ha ha, yeah, girl. I'm a tear that ass up in two to three weeks time. <laughs> Woo, I hope you're getting wet, girl. And then I hope you store that wet. <laughs> Maybe put it into some Tupperware or on ice. I get to it. Mm -mm 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 -mm. What am I gonna do to you, girl? Mm, what am I gonna do to you? First of all, I'm gonna take a Chinatown bus. That's right, the illegal one. <laughs> I'm gonna ride that for about six to eight hours, even though it should only take three. Mm, and the whole time I'm on that bus, girl, ooh, the whole time I'm on that bus, I'm going to be sitting next to an old Asian man holding a live rooster. Why is the bird on that bus? It's hard to say, girl. But I'll tell you this, that rooster is not happy about it. Mm -mm -mm. And when I finally make it to Baltimore, sweetheart, when I finally make it to Baltimore, I'm probably going to be too tired to have sex with you. It's been a long day, girl. Want to stay awake and watch prison shows? My girlfriend's mom is single. She's like dating at 60, and that's tough. That's like a hard thing. Divorce is hard. Some of your parents are divorced. They're dealing with it. It's sad to watch, so to help her, we made her an OkCupid okay account. We thought that would help, and it didn't. It didn't help at all. But it has been the thrill of my life. <laughs> I don't know how many of you have. I like how older people talk to each other online. And I don't mean that in a facetious way. Like, legit, it's very charming because they don't give a fuck anymore like you know what I mean like the websites will say like hey list 10 fun facts about yourself and then they just list the first 10 facts that pop into their head so it'll just be like construction worker lonely hemorrhoids like that's it love me every older person's profile reads like this this unwavering stream of consciousness you know what I mean where it's just like an old man yelling into the wind like hello Hello! I am Fedora Daddy in 1978! I'm a divorced father of three! But don't worry, my kids don't call me anymore! I was recently fired from my job for only knowing how to type with two fingers! I'll let you guess which two fingers! Anyway, I'm looking for that special someone who can love me and help me figure out if my milk is expired! Can you tell I tried sniffing the shit, but that's how they get you. <laughs> Call me on my email. <laughs> I'll be here anytime, day or night. I don't sleep much as I'm very worried my son might be a homosexual. <laughs> how can you tell I tried sniffing the boy, but that's how they get you. <laughs> P.S. No fatties. I, this is fun. I used to write, uh, I used to write poetry. That's it. Thank, thank you. I, I actually have a master's degree in poetry, which is, yeah, that's the right response. I spent, I spent fifty thousand dollars on that. You know what I mean? Like fifty? Are you shitting me? Fifty? I can't get a job. 
We're just saying, all I can do is add more similes to my cover letter. <laughs> just writing cover letters. Like, to whom it may concern, my heart would swell like an ungared volcano. A boiling tempest of joy. The hot magma raging through my veins. If accepted for this entry-level position at CVS. I look forward to hearing from you soon. References. The wind is my reference. Ask the wind if I know Microsoft Excel. I do not. The wind will tell you I do not. I think I started writing poetry initially to impress women. I think that was the one. You know what I mean? It was to make girls like me by writing them poems. Which, which, yeah, fuck you this time, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It was cool the first time, but now it's starting to feel aggressive. Like he's picking on me, but I can't see him. I don't know. I, I, I think we all go through that at some point where we want to like make, not necessarily poetry, but we all do something outside of ourselves to try to make someone like us. And that's, I grew this beard thinking this was going to be a thing. You know what I mean? I thought this was going to make me look rustic and interesting. And now, now I'm just starting to look like a, a Muslim R&B singer. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, girl. You better walk ten paces behind me. <laughs> Cover up that ankle, girl. I don't want to see no ankle. <laughs> That's just the name of my debut album. I don't want to see no ankle. Ten tracks to get that burka wet. <laughs> I used to write girls' poems. I used to write them for real poems. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the creepy, I was, like, reciting them, spoken word with that shitty voice. And shit, like, baby girl, baby girl, you, you are like if lotion could be a person, but less slippery. <laughs> shit never works. No girls turned on. They're just like, ugh, he needs to work on his relationship with his father. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've gotten older and I realize that's a creepy thing to do, to like try to trick women into like writing them. You know what I mean? It, it really undermines how intelligent you all are that I, I just assume I can bullshit you with a rhyme. You know what I mean? That I can just trick you into loving me. It's so gross and I don't feel good that I ever did it, but I do want to believe that other great poets in history had the same intention. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the only one that, like, great... William Butler Yates, one of my favorite poets. You guys are stupid, so you don't know who he is. But, like, William <laughs> Butler Yates, brilliant love poet, right? I want to believe he was up late at night writing these beautiful poems, like, Though I am old with wandering through hollowed lands and hilly lands, we'll find her when she is gone. Kiss her lips and hold her hands. Walk among long dappled grass and pluck till time and times are done. The silver apples of the moon, the golden apples of the sun. <laughs> oh, William, William, William. You're going to get quite a bit of pussy from this one. Yes, all the boys are going to want to smell your fingers on the morrow. <laughs> you guys are a lot of fun, man. My name is Bobby, baby.
about Langston? Huh? God. That is so annoying that he does poetry, too. That, that handsome piece of shit. That beautiful mocha motherfucker went to school for poems. Not even on your off time, you're like, no, I'm gonna get fucking... I'm gonna get fucking professionally good at poems to be deep and shit. Um, I went to school for political science and media communications, baby. And, uh... Boy, do I not remember anything. Like, I so stupid. I wrote about, <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb, it's annoying. Like, I want to talk about politics, but I don't... Like, I'm where I was in college. Like, dude, fuck Romney, dude. Like, that guy... Fucking, fucking Romney, dude, that Mormon piece of shit. I didn't even have good points then. I was making fun of his religion. I didn't even know. <laughs> oh, God, it sucks, man. It sucks being just a stunted human being. Girlfriend-wise. I feel, uh, anyway, that's not a, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, telling you guys how I feel um, and what a failure I am life-wise. Um, yeah, things are, I mean, the podcast is going good, which makes no sense, but uh, the, rest of, the rest of my life's bad, you know, everything's pretty bad. Um, I live on a futon right now. Um, if your bed turns into things, your life's not going the way you want it to, you know what I mean? I don't know, everyone here is probably poor as shit, so these jokes aren't going to work as well. Uh, <laughs> what's your living situation like? What do you got? Where do you live? Where do you live? Uh, apartment. Apartment? Yeah, student housing. Student housing, all right. So you're, you're postponing life for a while. You're like, you, you don't count yet, right? Like, you're like, you're just mortgaging your future right now to have like an okay time. That's the other thing about going into debt for school. It wasn't that tight. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be that in debt, it should be awesome, dude. It shouldn't just be like... You can play video games and shit. Like, that's what college was, right? Did you guys have fun in college? Probably. You did? Who said yeah? Like, you went to art school? Who's talking? I can't see. Raise your hand. What did you study in art school? Digital design. Digital design? That shit's easy, dude. That's Photoshop. Right? You went to fucking art school for Photoshop, motherfucker? I'm sorry, is that what you did too? You're mad at me. No, okay. I'm, <laughs> that is so I feel pretty good about political science and media right now I gotta be honest with you guys yeah you see if it um, you see what you did here it's pink I actually can turn it green that's that's your major um, that's what your major that's what your major is bitch got him got that motherfucker good chance don't come in the fucking dojo motherfucker uh, don't you dare respond to me when I ask a question. Uh, <laughs> fuck, man. I don't know. Anybody else? Does anybody have a real shitty apartment? I got a pretty bad. Yeah, what do you got? Where do you live? Ridgewood. Ridgewood? And what's your situation? I live in a prison cell. In a prison cell? Do you have, do you have like, uh, a window? Small window. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> window this motherfucker's got. And she's trying to. Are you, I don't have a window. I live in like a. I live in a, like a really humane-looking prison cell, basically. Like it's just fake. It's the corner of a living room. You know what I mean? You know that move? Yeah. Do you have your own door and shit? You have four. Do you have four real walls? I have four real. Walls. <laughs> <laughs> window four real walls. Is your landlord a hundred? 
No, he's he's like a Samoan or something, and he like, <laughs> and he really cuts corners. He really just does not give a. F- we don't. We built my room. He has no idea it's there. It's awesome. It's like there's only supposed to be three people there. We're like, all right, we're just hoping he never comes back. And it's been a year and a half, and so far, Tony doesn't give a fuck. Samoan Tony doesn't give a shit at all. Um, can you? So you got four walls. Can can you like beat off discreetly? No, okay. All right, that's where we're the same. You know what I mean? You can hear everything going on between my room yeah. and the Yeah, so I've had to do a lot of very quiet beating off. Oh, yeah? So you can so you can really fuck big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I respect that. I haven't fucked... The only time I fucked in my apartment was on an air mattress. It was really weird. It was like fucking... Like we were in a, a raft. It felt like we were just at sea. We were just... Like a fuck-powered raft. It's like, if we're gonna get this shore, we gotta fuck better than this. We gotta propel ourselves to safety. Yeah, I, I, I do a lot of quiet beating off while my roommates watch Law & Order. Um, so, like, at this point, if I even hear the word stapler, I am rock hard. If I hear the dun-dun sound... I am done done. Alright. Huh? A little jizz pun? Um, Alright. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much. I'm very lazy. This is my job, and I only wrote like two sort of new jokes in the last month. So here, here they go. They're bad. But um, here's the first one. Um, it's not even a joke, it's just something I think would be funny. Um, if you, like, if you're looking at like gangbang porn, right, by accident. Uh, um, like, I think it's funny, if you, if you come across a gang, I came across a gangbang where it's like five black dudes and one white woman, and I think it'd be awesome to put the Harlem Globetrotters music to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretend it's one of the Washington General's wives that they're fucking. <laughs> like, they're really rubbing it in, you know? <laughs> it's like, He's like, goes to come on her face, confetti comes out of his dick, you know? He's like spinning her on his dick, <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> and then when he does come on her face, it's from half court. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> All right. So that's one. And then the other thing is that um, I've been, I was, <laughs> I didn't know what mansplaining was until very recently, you know? Like, what is it? It's just, you can't explain anything if you're a man, right? Like, that's what mansplaining is? Which I'm all for. Because, like, I can just be dumb now. You know what I mean? I never have to learn anything again. Like, if a girl asks me what I think of a book, I'll be like, whoa, I'm not. Nice try. Nice try. I'm gonna fall for that. I'm not mansplaining my opinion to you, okay? And plus, I don't read anymore, just in case I accidentally pick up any knowledge that a woman doesn't have, you know? All right, hey. So, guys, that's my range. I got mansplaining and, and uh, gangbang jokes. So, <laughs> that's pretty good. The only other thing I'm thinking about in my life is just the same shit. Like, just dating bullshit. I'm trying to fucking... Trying to get out there, you know? Trying to f- meet that special somebody. Um, I hate it. I just hate every kind of modern dating. You know? I hate every aspect of it. Like, I, I hate sexting. Is anybody here good at... Do you feel like you're good at sexting? There are some deranged people that just love it. I hate it. I hate it because every time I'm sexting, I feel like a politician running for office. You know? 
It's like I'm making a lot of promises that deep down I know I can't deliver on. Like, we're gonna fuck all night. We're gonna try every position. And I'm gonna be hard the whole time. Not for me. I also, I hate that dick pics seem to be out there these days, right? I'm not, I don't like a dick pic. I, every, I, I just feel like, I don't know, I don't want to be judged by my out-of-context dick, you guys. You know what I mean? That's why, here's what I've been doing to combat this issue. I've been making scaled-down versions of everyday items. Hmm? I just got a half-sized remote at home, you know what I mean? Hey, pretty big, right? Pretty big compared to this normal remote. I'm not even holding it. I have a doll hand holding it. You know what I mean? For perspective, you guys. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, gang. I don't... I just, I feel like I'm not good at being, I don't know, I'm not good at the places single people go to meet, you know? Like, I'm not good at bars or clubs. Like, no one's ever wanted to fuck me while, like, Kesha was playing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and look, la- look, I'll level with you, ladies. Let's say we hit it off and you come back with me. The sex isn't going to be that great. <laughs> but the breakfast? <laughs> you guys, what do you like? Crepes? We'll go crepes. Throw some Nutella on those bad boys. Right, avocados if you're nasty. And then who do you want to cuddle with? Some guy with his dumb abs poking you? You can feel his bones? This is a no-bone situation right here. It's very comfortable. Um, And look, this last one's a little graphic, but who do you think's really eating pussy? You think he's the guy with the aerobic stamina to fuck all night? Or is it me, right? That's a very low-impact activity. I could just sort of lay down, not get winded, right? Um, So that's my pitch. I don't know what you're up to, but uh, there's half a futon in Astoria. Uh, If you're interested. um, Thanks, guys. That's my time. All right. Are you up? Keep it going for stop, huh? Oh shit! Uh, I do this. I do the same thing he does, where I don't prepare and I don't write uh, new bits. But then I don't, and then afterwards I don't go. Oh, I, well, I guess I do have two things. Uh, I literally have nothing. I didn't prepare at all. I think the last joke I wrote was about that clockboy Ahmed. <laughs> That clock doesn't even work anymore. That's how long it's been since I wrote a joke. That clock has already exploded because it was a bomb the entire time. Surprise. Yes. <laughs> Can I talk? I, get, I did enjoy that bit when I was... I, do you guys remember Ahmed the Clock Boy? I fucking love it. <laughs> I love that story because, like, you know... I mean, I'm usually, the people that were, I look, a, a thing happens, and I go on Twitter, I'm like, all right, who's complaining about this? I'm like, oh, it's Turdman69, I usually agree with him, and uh, Cumface Retard, he usually has pretty good opinions. So, he actually has a degree from Harvard, I don't know why he has a picture of Garfield with a swastika on his head. He's his avatar, he's married with children, but, you know, online changes us, so... 
and see what he thinks. Okay, he seems to be mad about this clock boy thing. Yeah, I'll go. I'll be mad about it too. Yeah, fuck them. How dare they? You know, profile this kid. It's obviously a clock. And then you see a picture of the clock, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's a clock. It's a regular uh, a suitcase clock filled with wires, like any other clock I've ever seen in my entire life. What are you talking about? Of course it's a clock, you racist. You fucking racist. But uh, so then that kid, you know, everybody propped him up and they were sending him, you know, like companies were sending him iPads and shit. They were like, yeah, Samsung sent them their shitty version of the iPad, which is also a bomb, we found out. Those fucking blow up, you can't use them. Because that was apt. Uh, so they, they sent him, I guess, like inventing supplies, which is just candy crush machines. Uh, he got all this tech stuff for free, which was pretty cool. So it had kind of a positive ending to it. And then the pinnacle of that story, where it ended, was Barack Obama, RIP. You know, he fucking... He tweeted at Ahmed, and he was like, Cool clock, Ahmed. Why don't you come to the White House and show it to me? We can hang out at the White House. And we're like, holy shit, dude. Racial profiling. We beat it. We're done. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Why is it cool for the president to just invite an 11-year-old boy to his house? Like, if that was any other man in the country, right? Like, I'm like, hey, Ahmed, my name's Bill. I'm 47 years old. I live in Sacramento. I heard about your clock online. Why don't you come show it to me? <laughs> in my house. Uh, we can take it down to the basement. I got wood paneling and Xbox down there. You know, put the big hand on the little hand. Do some experiments of our own. Yeah, waste some time, right? But it's just okay for the president to, you know... To do that, he's like, fuck it, I had two terms, I can fuck a boy. I can get away with it. Cool cock, Ahmed, what if he tweeted that at him? I guess, what's going on? Are you guys, are you guys debating whether or not you should be able to punch Nazis? That was the big debate today. Should you be able to punch Nazis? Yes! Yes! But it's like, what's, what world do people live in where, like, punchings are doled out based on these strict principles, based in ideology? You must, we must reserve our punches for only the most serious cases. It's like, if, that, if he had just been drunk and someone yelled World Star in that video, no one would give a shit. Like, like any other video you've ever seen on the fucking internet. Like, if I, you know, I would love to be punched for being a Nazi. That would be the best reason I've ever been punched in my face. I've got the shit kicked out of me by bikers for making fun of the band Sugar Ray one time. Should that have happened? You know, they didn't know I was a Nazi. No. They did it anyways. You get the shit kicked out of you for cutting the line in the middle of the sidewalk that you didn't know existed? I don't know. That happened to me one time, I guess. But I'm fine with it. As long as I'm not the guy that has to do the punching, right? Because there's they're still Nazis, right? I feel like some of us can just be afraid. That's a, an appropriate response. My policy is just to move to another car on the train. That's how I handle it. I guess uh, that petered out. Are you guys ready for the final Black History Month? It's two weeks away. I feel like people aren't nervous enough about that. That one's... That's going bye-bye pretty much immediately. He's going to get rid of that one. I don't have anything for Black History Month, I don't think. My problem is that like, I, used to, I used to be able to sit down and write topical jokes, and now my entire head is just like really bad song parodies. Like This won't go anywhere, but for like three weeks, I've had uh, 
Uh, do you believe in getting fucked? Getting fucked, getting fucked. And the echo part is important. And then it's, uh, I can feel something inside my ass. I really can't believe I'm getting fucked. It's been there for a while. You guys have New Year's resolutions? You know, I didn't, actually. And then I did too much cocaine on New Year's. And it's like, whoops, now I have a thing I have to quit. The way that works is then you just keep doing it for the rest of January. I think I, I realized that I might be doing too much cocaine when, like, my keys didn't work anymore. <laughs> that part. It just doesn't... Ooh, I've got some girthy keys here. I don't know how this happened. Um, I was thinking about this. Uh, you guys remember James Holmes? The, sh uh, the mass shooter? You remember him? The guy that shot up the theater or whatever. The, the Batman shooter. That was a weird one. No one knew who to be angry at with that one. Our shootings have gotten really easy lately. <laughs> like, there'll be a mass shooting, and it's like, yeah, it's a Muslim guy. I'm like, perfect. I know who's going to be angry and what they're going to be angry about, you know? Or it's like a white supremacist, they make it easy for you. But that one was weird, because he was just, you know, a guy that thought he was a Batman character. <laughs> You know, right? You said, like, you heard about the shooting, and then you see the picture of him, and, uh, you know, he thought he was the Joker, right? That's the... <laughs> that was his reason for doing it. Is <laughs> that, like, I'm sorry, I thought it was the Joker there for a minute. You know how you get. You get, get a little angry, and you get confused, and suddenly you think you're the Joker. You're going to kill a bunch of people. But then you see his mug shot, right? And uh, you just know immediately which Joker he thought he was. <laughs> It's the Heath Ledger Joker, right? That's the one he thought he was. But, you know, schizophrenia that did that. So I just thought, how funny would it be if he had schizophrenia and he thought he was a Joker, but he thought he was a different Joker? Right? Like he just came in the movie theater and he's like, I got bad news, folks. The movie's canceled. If you got popcorn, eat it up now. Because I got an AR-15. Or if he thought he was like the Riddler or something. Wasn't there like a Batman villain that was the Clock King? Maybe there's like an Ahmed callback there somewhere. I don't know, folks. I don't know. Um, I guess uh, I've been thinking a lot about like, you know, how everyone was like, oh, 2016 was the worst year. And probably, I guess probably. Right? You know? There's a lot of bad news in 2016. But people called that one pretty quick. I feel like we jinxed it. Because how funny is it to think back to March of last year and remember how mad people were about that stupid gorilla that died. Remember that? Harambe the gorilla? That happened. They're like, oh, this year can't get any worse. It's like, yeah, give it five minutes. Just wait, right? Everybody was furious about that stupid gorilla. I wasn't, by the way. I was... I didn't give a shit about that gorilla dying. I was 100% in the shoot the gorilla camp. You know? Especially when I found out a little boy fell in his cage. It sort of sealed the deal for me. I thought it was just a gorilla up to no good. And then there was a boy element and they had to save him. And really, I, I feel like you should shoot any, yeah, any great ape, you know? The gorillas or chimpanzees or orangutans. The smaller monkeys can stay, but any... Any, any ape that looks that much like people shouldn't be allowed to walk around nude all the time. You know, that doesn't seem... First of all, it doesn't seem fair, for starters, because I can't do that, right? It's not only the genitals. They have much nicer bodies than the rest of us. 
So there's the body shaming thing going on there. But they're also, like, smart, right? Like, some gorillas know sign language. I don't know sign language. I couldn't learn fucking sign language. That makes the gorillas smarter than me, okay? And if you can sign I love you while I can see your dick, that's a sex crime. That's sexual assault, and you should be killed on those grounds alone. Frankly. Shoot for that. I was just stoked to find out that they keep guns at the zoo in case shit gets real. Who knew that? If there's a guy at the zoo that's like, yeah, no, I don't feed him or anything. I just kill them when they fuck up. Yeah, you don't have to go to college for it. You just have to have a gun. So, there's a toucan that gave me lip last week. I blew his fucking rainbow nose right off his face. I'll fucking kill him. He had to be Australian, right? He kind of, that's just, that's the chief export of Australia is guys that fuck with animals and wear boys' shorts. You wear shorts that are way too small and you fuck with animals and then you become a national treasure. We've had like nine guys that do that. They're like, give me a TV show. I stuck a stick in a, a koala's pussy. When you're the hero of Australia. I, guess. I just... I just, when that news came out and people were like, couldn't they have maced him or something or give him a trank dart or just not shot the gorilla? Like there, like there would have been a situation where the boy falls in the cage and they're like getting the gun ready and then another guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see what happens first. Okay, I was wrong. I was, that little boy's dead. I'm sorry, that's on me. Yeah, I don't even work here. I was looking for the bathroom. Here door was open, so I apologize. I thought they were going to do Jungle Book together. Uh, it was going to be such an issue. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I guess if I'm doing old topical bits, why not? Continue the thing. Did you guys see that story uh, this year? About the big Hitler story this year? They, do, they somehow find a way to do a new Hitler story. Every year, some new thing about Hitler. Ten years ago, you could get on the bestseller list by just being like, you know, you write a book that's just like, well, Hitler was actually gay, because you could, that still meant bad back then, so you can't do that now. So the big story this year, the Hitler story, was that Hitler had a micro penis, which I found out uh, does not mean that it was hooked up to computers. That was my reaction. I was like, here I am playing Candy Crush on my phone. He's got it on his dick. That's genius. You know how much time that saves in the bathroom? That's why we gave most of their scientists jobs after the war. They'd come up with stuff like that. No, it means very small dick, micro-penis, um, which is cool that they have like a cute, you know, futuristic term for it. I think that's nice. Uh, but that's like a weird thing to publish, that story that Hitler had a micro-penis, because it's like, you know, what are you doing with that, right? Like the tone of that article isn't like, forget everything you thought you knew about Big Dick Hitler. <laughs> Uh, I got some bad news for you. Yeah, Hitler, that guy you loved and respected. Yeah, he has a very tiny dick, so I bet you change your opinion on him. Uh, all you're doing in that story is singling out the most insecure group of men in the entire world and being like, guys, guys, listen up. No, it's not a cure. That'll never happen. You just have something in common with Hitler. So, yeah, I know it's not good news at all, actually. It's just we figured you'd have something else to feel bad about that might help, maybe. Because that's the one thing you can't have, right? You can't be a mic. With all the progress we've made with body positivity, that's still the one. That it's just not happening. Like if you had a body positivity party, right? Like a big party, you know? 
And everyone's like going around. And there's a guy that's like, fat guy. And everyone's like, yeah, you do you, right? And then a guy in a wheelchair is like, I'm crippled. And they're like, yeah, hell yeah, able-bodied positivity, whatever. And then the guy's like, hey, hey, micropenis. And be like, shut it down, dude. We got to go home. This party's over. You're fucking boning everyone out with your awful dick, right? I think. Actually, micropenis doesn't, I found out it doesn't mean... Uh, it doesn't mean very small penis. That's still just very small penis. Micro penis is like a medical thing. Like here's the thing: if you feel bad about yourself in any way, you know, if you have something like maybe you got a lazy eye or something, go home, Google micro penis. It'll be the best day of your life. Uh, unless you have a micro penis, don't do it. That's not how you want to find out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's like a very so it's actually good news if you have a small dick because then you just went up in the rankings because now it's micro then small then liar so <laughs> yes uh, I gotta figure out a way to end this this <laughs> pretty one like this but I so uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned it somebody mentioned radical Islam or something I guess that <laughs> sure right <laughs> you know, ties into the Ahmed thing what I don't get like you know because most of you know, ISIS stuff makes sense to me, you know? You get the cool beard and a sword and shit. Like, who... I, you're lying if that doesn't look fun to you. What they do, that looks awesome. You get a fucking pickup truck with a gun on the back. It's just... It's mudding with low hygiene and pajamas. That's what ISIS is. It looks like a lot of fun. But the thing I don't get... So their number one rule, their, like, big thing that, you know, they hate more than anything is you can't draw Muhammad, right? Like, that's the one thing that you can't do. Even if it's like a really good drawing, you know? It's like, yeah, you spent a lot of time on this, but we have to kill you. Those are the rules. I'm sorry uh, that you wasted that money on that art degree. Uh, so you can't draw Muhammad at all, but Muhammad is also like the most popular name in the entire world. There's more people named Muhammad than anything else. So you can't draw Muhammad, but you can just name your like shitty, fucked up kid after him. That's fine. Just some piece of shit that like sells cell phone accessories. There's no problem with that. Because you can't draw and be like, oh yeah, Muhammad got caught fucking goats again last week. Oh no, not the prophet, my, my idiot son. That's it. So you can't be mad at me. All right, uh, <laughs> coming up next, uh, the other host of the show, my friend, Adam Friedland, ladies and gentlemen. One more time for Nick Mullen. He was great. He did great. Okay. He always says, I'm going to do bad, and then he does good. It's cool. I wish I could do that for, like, sex and stuff. All right, cool. I'm going to do, I'm going to do bad. And then, it's, and then I say, I love you. <laughs> like, one, one pump. I love you. <laughs> Ooh, stop it. Stop doing that. What, it's raining? You see that? You see that? It's raining outside? I've gone through um, about $4,500 of uh, Chinatown umbrellas since I moved to New York. They work for about 20 minutes, and then they explode. What is that? They don't just... just what is that? I think it's like some guy in Queens who makes the... The, um, the, the peanuts and then it just explodes thing. 
and exploding Chinatown umbrellas. I think that's his whole business. I think that's his racket. Cool. Uh, nice. Um, I had a stupid day today. I had a, day, a me day. Nothing to do. Didn't go to work because I had my big show tonight. That's why I didn't go, didn't go to work. Um, I started off real productive, took my dog for a walk, drank a uh, um, protein smoothie afterwards, followed that up, chased that up. I thought it was going to be the gym, but I've been doing this thing where I drink a, mus a muscle milk, and then I smoke weed, and then I just sit there, because I think, <laughs> because I think the muscle milk is good for me, and then I'm, I'm tired from the weed. But today I smoked the weed, and then I was like, you gotta go to the gym, you gotta go to the fucking gym. So I, get, I go to the gym, and um, I'm high, and then <laughs> I walk past, I've had terrible skin this winter, terrible. It's flaking, people are making comments. And so I walk past this place, Aesop, which is a, it's like a fancy soaps and lotion store. And I walk in, and I was like, you know what? I've been, needed, I've been needing to get a lotions. I'm going to get me a lotion. All right? We got a little bit of that Patreon money coming in. I'm going to buy a $30 lotion, okay? Because I'm a nasty woman. I went, to that, I went to that rally. That's what I learned. That was, that was what I took away from it. I, that I, that we, we, we can all be nasty women. Not just, not just the, the, the women. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, okay. Um, anyway, I go to the lotion store, and there's this lovely woman working there, and she, she's, she says, oh my gosh, you gave me so much care and attention. And she, they had a basin. She was like, well, what you should be doing is you should be doing an exfoliant and then a toner and then a lotion. So she's like, we can test it out right now. And I was like, what, us? <laughs> okay, uh, so she took the basin and she's like, give me your right hand. And so I like, put it out. And then she put the exfoliant on it and she was like rubbing my hand. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> She rinsed in, she did the toner, and then she put the lotion on my hand, and there was eye contact. It was sex. I'm counting that as sex. I'm counting Tatiana rubbing that lotion on my, on my hand while I was, I shivered a little bit. I had a little bit of the sex shivers. It was sex. I had sex with her, and so then I was like, okay, you know what? Not, uh, I have an exfoliant that I'm stealing from my roommate every day in the shower, so I don't really need that. Um, let's go lotion. Let's go lotion. And we get to the register, and she rings me up. She's like, all right, $92. And so I just slide my credit. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is I'm just going to have to wait outside of this soaps and lotion store for the next week to wait till when Tatiana isn't working so I could return it because I'm in love with her. I'm in love with Tatiana. And the lesson I take from this is that I would be the worst James Bond ever, right? <laughs> Women can manipulate me so easily. Like, uh, you know, if the, the bad girl... So James Bond fucks two girls in every movie, right? He fucks the good, the good girl at the end, 
and then the bad girl at the beginning, right? And then she dies, right? His dick is cursed, right? 50% of the women he fucks die, right? If she was like, just, uh, I'll suck your dick if you give me the codes, I would literally just look at her and be like, can you hold on one minute? Yes. Mother. Mom. Mommy. Mother. Yes, I met someone! Oh my god, yeah, I... I didn't ask her if she's Jewish. Alright. That's rude, Mom. I'm about to fuck right now. Okay. The moral of that is that I call my mother every time before I fuck. Okay, um... I, uh, living in New York... Uh, I, I don't know if this is true for everyone. I don't think it's true for everyone. I have a face um, that people, complete strangers, especially older African-American women, feel perfectly comfortable shouting at me in public, <laughs> chastising me. Um, I hear it probably every three days, excuse me, sir, that is not my job. I hear that constantly. And I'm, I have this faith. People feel also very comfortable showing me things, disgusting things. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I just don't look like a snitch, right? I don't look like I'd go tattletale if you showed me anything. I was, I was on the train, and there's this guy with an Ireland flag neck tattoo sitting next to me. And he's sort of like on his phone and then falling asleep and on his phone. And he looks at me and he's like, oh, fuck, man, was that Herald Square? And I was like, yeah, we just passed Herald Square. He's like, oh, fuck, dude. I'm trying to go home and fuck my wife right now. <laughs> Which is, A, the worst brag, right? <laughs> fuck your wife. Come on. I'm not impressed. Anyway, he's like, yeah, I'm texting right now with my wife. She's sending me pictures. She really wants to fuck right now. And I'm like, wow, that's okay, that's cool. And he's like, you want to see this shit? And I didn't want to be, I didn't, I didn't want him to call me a, a faggot, right? So I was like, okay, send me, show me the pictures of your wife. And so she then did the, she showed me the series of the photographs that his uh, wife was sending him with the, you know, the two fingers stretching out the vagina thing and then the ass kind of thing with the selfie in the mirror. And it was all, yeah, I was like, this is very beautiful. Your wife is a very beautiful woman. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, man, she's a, she's a fucking ride or die bitch, dude. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, that's what we're all looking for, you know? So that's, that's good. You got a good relationship. She's like, yeah, she doesn't give a shit if I look at other women. I'm like, this is golly, dude, you got it all. You need to get off the fucking train. But I was <laughs> please, just leave me alone. And just the, the best part of that was, <laughs> was that we were sitting across from like three drunk finance bros on the train, and they were like watching this all go down. And he was like about to get off the train, they were like, yo, can we see those pictures of your wife? <laughs> That's all I got there. Huh? I forgot the next thing I was going to say. I've been on stage long enough, really. But I should say one funny thing and then go, right? That's the, that's the thing you're supposed to, like, uh, 
end on a big laugh. <laughs> Thank you for obliging me. I got a dog. I talk about it on. If you guys listen to the podcast, I've talked about my dog a couple times. Um, I adopted this beautiful girl, beautiful rescue pit bull. She's from uh, New York City, uh, Bedside. Real authentic dog. You know what I'm talking about? Got me an authentic New York slice of dog right there. Um, we adopted her. She had a terrible life before she lived with me. She was a uh, they bred her when she was basically a puppy. She was raped as a child, basically. She gave birth to kids. She has uh, distended nipples from breastfeeding. And uh, now she lives with me. Uh, now she watches me uh, c- uh, complain about uh, conspiracies uh, that people have against me in my life. Um, my dog's... <laughs> talked about this before. My dog's name is, is uh, Isis. Um, which I did not change the name because I didn't want the terrorists to win. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. It's an Egyptian goddess. Um, but I gotta be careful with her name in certain circumstances. Like, I can't be at the dog park uh, hanging out with my dog and then get a call and be like, uh, yo, what are you doing? I can't be like, oh, I'm, I'm training with ISIS right now. I can't, can't do that, right? That's not appropriate. I'd get on a list. This, uh, probably the same list that I'm going to go on for calling Melania a whore. <laughs> um, one thing about my dog is uh, I know nothing about dogs. I've, I've never owned a dog before. I'm faking it uh, pretty much completely. I don't know what to do. And uh, I kiss my dog all the time. I kiss her on the mouth. Uh, it's just I thought that's like a connection that we have where I trained her to kiss like I thought that was like oh wow this is like really special uh, that she knows how to kiss like and uh, my friend was over and she was like um, yeah you know that um, you're not supposed to do that I was like well excuse me but um, I don't know if you knew this but a fun fact about dogs is that dogs have cleaner mouths than humans and she was like no that's that's not true that's not true (laughs) Like, dog's number one hobby is, like, smelling poop and piss on the concrete. She doesn't have a cleaner mouth than human beings. She eats literal garbage off the streets. But, like, where did that come from, right? Where did that thing about dogs having clean mouths come from? My theory is it came from uh, just the best, most creative gossip, right? that also like to fuck dogs, right? (laughs) Right, he was like, this isn't weird. This is how I brush my teeth, okay, guys? This is how I clean my penis, okay? (laughs) Wow, okay, so the beginning of the set was better. Anyway, (laughs) I'm going to bring the boys up. Nick and Sav. I'm gonna shut this shit down. <laughs> Why is your shirt tucked in? I don't know. I'm just 2017 tucked, dude. I'm not putting in front. Okay, that's fucking thanks. terrible, dude. <laughs> Do you oh, see I this can, shirt, I dude? Put it back. Thank you. No, it's not good. On <laughs> my side, we get tucked. Okay, all right, that's fair. <laughs> I want, I want your pants uncuffed on my side. I went to um, <laughs> lift your leg up. <laughs> lift your leg up. Adam, <laughs> give me your leg. Give me your right leg. This is gonna be good for the pod. Yo, so anyway, uh. 
<laughs> this is my favorite thing that they do in Scared Straight Prison Programs. Yeah, that's where I learned it, actually. Where they make the little boys, they're like, all right, you're my bitch now. Hold my pocket, right? You know that thing? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I love, my favorite thing about Scared Straight, it was like, it was nine kids that were legitimately bad and one kid that's like, I played PlayStation too long. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to fuck you in your mouth, your eyes, your ears. I'm going to make a new mouth and fuck that. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, what's the next one? The fourth uh, Monday of Fe Febru February. February, yeah. all right. But um, we also have the show at Caroline's probably like the day before that. Oh, yeah, yeah we <laughs> fucked up. So February we fucked 21st or 22nd. Caroline? The 21st. <laughs> on Broadway. So yeah, it's yeah so guys, come boys on Broadway. We did it, guys. And it wouldn't be possible without uh, the come nation coming <laughs> Stavi's Golden Angels. All of our, all of our maniac we fans. Be, we were gonna get uh, Make America Great Again hats, but they just say "Come, come, come, come." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's good. We should get those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>